Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, Wayne, let me ask you a question, bro. Mm-hmm. You ever listen to one of our episodes in the car? No, not in the car. Fam, I put this on in my car. I got, I have a really nice sound system in my car. Yeah. The bass line when it. Dun, dun, oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. What? What? Yeah, that's that. Uh, so Bro, I, when what? I, yeah. I got I got like two bases and and the eight oh eight going in there. So like the eight oh eight and it's tuned too. So like it go with the like you know what's funny? Like my progression in music, like I remember like when I first started using the eight oh eight bass and I didn't realize you had to tune it. Like you you had to tune it because if you use it, it's just one note and it's sustained. So if I'm using the boom, but the key changes. Mm-hmm. The bass line still going boom, and it. But back the early two thousand music, when 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 it was used, it was fine. But I was also adding the bass line, so I was like, "Why does y'all keep clashing, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it keep?" And then it was because the bass, the the eight oh eight wasn't tuned, so I learned how to do gotcha. that. Yeah, listen, bro, that joint goes so hard in the car. I listen, y'all, everybody out there watching right now. I challenge you is this: don't matter which episode, just pick one of these no harm, no foul episodes. And just listen to the intro. Just listen to the intro. Just wait for that bass line to come in. That joint is crazy, crazy. Yeah, that joint's crazy. Like, I wonder if Wayne even know he's doing this to people. I don't. I just make it. Now, I'm going to put that on my surround sound in the house because I got the nice subs and everything in here. I'm, I'm going to see what that what it's really hitting for. That joint I, was I'm, wild. I'm, I'm going to invite myself over, but I know I have to be invited in like I'm a vampire or something. So... I, I want to make sure that you invite me in the house when I get you there. Know I, you know I don't let people in my house. Right? I already know, bro. That, <laughs> did you like hear what I just I said? Live. I don't like none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike going to give me an address to somebody else's house and then pick I'll, I'll me up from my, there. I'll bring you to one of my offices or something. Right. <laughs> Damn. Thought we was family. We was kicking it like family this past weekend. And now it is what it is. I ain't graduate there yet. We but what's, my, I got family that don't know where I live. You, all your family. Go ahead and lie to me. All your family members know where you live. No, nah, but that's. I mean, but the but the like. But, no. But look at this. Hear, hear the stuttering. Now did you hear sudden, the, Did you hear the Porky Pig about to come out, yo? A beep 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 beep. That's all, folks. Oh What's God. going on, faithful? <laughs> hey, you know what? You know what I realized, Mike. When the 49ers are winning, the world is different. Mm. Like the world is different. It's just a better place for you and for me and the entire, the entire human race. race. Yeah. It's just a yeah. better place, you know. And, and it's like they want to pick on the Niners when they lose, but it don't feel the same like if the Cowboys lose or if, you know, another team lose. It it, it don't got the same vibe. It's like it seemed like the world, not the world, but like the the, the media world is like the Niners lost, but – they're going to get him again next week. The Niners lost again. They're going to get him again next week. The Niners lost three times in a row. They're going to get him again in the fourth. Week. Like, that. that's the vibe I was getting. To me, that's some That's some different level type of respect right there. Yeah. You know, I was <clears throat> I was listening to a show. Um, Actually, it, I was replaying the, the Jaguars-Niners preview that I did, right? And the guy said that people – don't credit the Jaguars for their wins. He said that instead, 
It's how did this team lose to the Jaguars? So if they instead of saying mm-hmm. the Jaguars did X, Y, and Z well, mm-hmm. it's the other team did A, B, and C poorly, and that's why they lost. It's never that the Jaguars were good enough to beat them, right? So listen to what you were just saying and combining that. It's got, it got me to thinking, because I, I remember what he was saying as a, as a Jaguars fan. Oh, shit. Here we go with the Mike. Mike's Mike shit again. I see, I see the comments. All right, I'll lean forward a little bit more. Hopefully that's better. Um, but I, I remember, like, I clearly remember um, when the Niners would win a game, the Mike Singletary era, listening to the national media and stuff like that, right? They would be like, oh, well, this team should have done X, Y, Z, or they couldn't just whatever, whatever, whatever. They abandoned the run game, so the Niners took advantage of it, and you made yourself one-dimensional, blah, blah, blah. As opposed to how people talk now about the Niners, where it was, you know, the Niners went out and did X, Y, and Z to get this win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when do, when do we get the change? What, what does a team have to do in order for people to start talking about them in the right way? Well, num- number one, you start you start drafting better. And you start getting these players that people want to see week in and week out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a guy, you know, you, you go back to 2017. I mean, it's, it's George Kittle from that draft, right? The fifth-round draft pick. Then the, yeah. the following year was the Fred Warner draft. Or do I have it wrong? I I don't be knowing. No, stuff no, no. George Kittle was the first one. Yeah, and then the next year was Fred Warner. Uh, when did we get Dre Greenlaw? The year after Fred, in the fifth I think round. Two years after Fred, right? Yeah, but my point is like they 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 the Niners the Niners Kyle Shanahan brought different type of attention to the 49ers like people wanted to see if he can exceed expectations uh and then he gets us to the Super Bowl um mm-hmm. with with the cast that we had they made this this Niners I mean the Niners always doing something though right they make it changes like they traded they traded D4 is Buckner bro mm-hmm. and then they drafted Javon Kinlaw mm-hmm. and they couldn't make that make sense but what ended up happening was Brandon Ayuk became such a breath of fresh air. People kind of forgetting about Ken Law being that first round draft. He was the first first round draft pick of that draft, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of. Plus, he no, dealt yeah, with yeah. a lot of injuries, yeah. so you don't see him a lot. But Brandon Ayuk kind of like took over that. Then you get Nick Bosa. The same year, you get Debo Samuel. So you like that, like you got Debo and Nick before that. It's just weird, right? So like, I think because the Niners draft well, <clears throat> and then they find a way to. They start winning, mm. and they look promising. Then they start attracting free agents, and not the big, big name free agents at first. Right, right. No, yeah, we had to like dogpile that joint. Yeah, but then you end up with a guy like uh, like like a Mooney Ward, not a big name free agent, but was a big name free agent because that year it was it was J.C. Jackson. Remember, guess what? I, he's back with the Patriots, right? Not I'm even back. playing. But but it's it's crazy, Mike, because then I think the 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 biggest free agent that they signed for it's hard. Hard. is Hargrave. Yeah, because they traded for Trent Williams. Is he the biggest free agent? Hold up, hold up, hold up. Pierre the biggest. It's the biggest free agent, right? And even Hargrave is a tier two under a tier one, like a Chris Jones and those guys. Yeah, yeah. I see. I don't even know if Hargrave is as good as Buckner. Like, 
I think the Niners would rather have Buckner than Hargrave, if I'm being completely real with you. I think Hargrave is better than Buckner, but it depends on like no, I think Hargrave I think Hargrave's like his 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 ability to generate the pressure pressure pre- like it's there like it's 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 there and he's better in stopping the run clean up ha- one aisle one and the crazy thing is they're both having a great season right yeah i love it all right i'm sorry. but we, but it alludes to us to right now because now we got a special weapon in adebo samuel and you know what's crazy mike you know we sat here and we 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 went back and forth. We bickered. We beefed. We we argued. We you know oh we don't need Debo. Oh we need Debo. Oh and and it starts to see like I mean the Niners going on three game losing streak. They get Debo Samuel back along with Trent Williams. Um, but I really think the factor of the offense was more because Trent wasn't even a hundred percent healthy. And still, and maybe Debo wasn't either. But the fact that he was in that offense, he kindly turned his offense and made it look a lot different. Yeah. Um, and then when you go back in history, when you go back to 2019, mm. and the moment they started using Debo not as a wide receiver but as a weapon, mm. you start to say to yourself, "Wait a minute, okay. do the 49ers even win when Debo's not in the lineup?" Mm. And so, Mike, I mean, like, <clears throat> it's a, I feel like I, I know people be like, "What kind of question is this?" Well, we have the numbers. We have the numbers. And and, and men lie. Women, women lie. lie. Numbers don't. But numbers don't. Numbers don't. Hmm. Now, I want to say, <clears throat> for the purposes of this exercise, I have two different scenarios. One where I'm counting the Browns game and one where I'm not. It doesn't make the biggest difference at all. However, losing Debo after the opening drive in that Browns game and seeing similar results for the following two games – kind of helps what we're going to discuss today. It doesn't change the... So without the Browns game included, the Niners put up 21.2 yards. I mean, 21.2 points per game. If you include the Browns game, it drops down to 20.78. So it's still 21 points a game, no matter how you look at it. So it, it doesn't change anything that way. All right? But counting the Browns game, where you lose Debo after the opening drive. The 49ers are 8-10 and 10 without Debo in the lineup. First of all, Wayne, did you know that Debo's missed 18 games in his career? And It, this, does, it doesn't, this, it doesn't this seem list, like it because he's been in the league for several seasons since 2019. And I got to say missed... 17. I should have said 17. Sorry. Okay. And it's not like he's missing – a long period of games, but in in a uh, what's the word? Uh, Back in a com- in a commutative, like or cumulative, cumulative, or how you say that word? But when you add them Cumul- all together, cumulative, cumulative. In that uh, sense, it does seem like a lot, but but they're sporadic, and I feel like I mean I'm not comparing them to any other wide receiver, but. That could be a hindrance at some point, but my point is, like, it's not like he's missing a, a, a bunch of games. He's there for them games. He's there for them big games. And when Debo can play, he could play. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But he does have an injury history. Sure but does. none of that shouldn't matter because they paid him. So at the end of the day, they still decided to say, we're going to give you a contract, knowing he has an injury history. Yeah. So this list does not include the games that he at least started in and didn't finish. It doesn't include those. These are games that he literally didn't start, and mm. it's 17 in total. The Niners' record is 8-9 and nine in that time frame. It's not terrible, right? Um, <clears throat> they, have, they have scored 48 touchdowns in those 17 games. Uh, they have uh, they put up 20.5 first downs in those games. And the offense averages 370 yards per game. Third down completion percentage, 43%. With him there or without him there? This is all without him there. All those numbers were without Debo. Now, the offense is also only putting up 2.8 touchdowns a game. That's where you get that 20.9. You know what I mean? It's not quite three touchdowns a game. It's just just a hair under 21 points a game. But the yards are there. 370 yards of offense is good. Yeah, I mean, look, I like I think they can win without Debo, just like they right. can win with Debo. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when Debo's not there, what we see is different. And how they win is different. How they lose is different. Okay. All right, let me ask you a question. I'm going to tell you these games, and these are the games that the Niners put up the most points without Debo. I'm going to go from most recent to older, and you stop me when you feel like one of these wins was special, like the offense looks special. Okay? Okay. So highest point scored without Debo, 37 points against the Las Vegas Raiders. 37-34 was that game. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Then we uh, <clears throat> the week before that, 37 points against Washington Commanders on Christmas Eve, 37 to 20. Um, and then, let me see, where do we put up 30 points again? Los Angeles Rams, 10-30-22. We played the Rams, 31 to 14. Was that the comeback game? Is that the game that we came back from behind? Yeah, it was it was one of those games. They 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 scored early. Was their their Tyler Higby had touchdowns. Jimmy Ward got burnt a few times, but the Niners found a way to come back and win. And then, uh, do we have any other games? We, wow, we lost putting up thirty three points. We lost that game to the Cowboys. That's crazy. Um, and then we beat the Giants thirty six to nine. But that was twenty twenty, and nobody remembers that year. So. Uh, we beat the Jets also 31-30. Oh, I remember that game. That was the game that we lost. Uh, That's the high uh, ankle sprain game, right? That's Bosa, the game they lost. Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo Bosa and, got hurt. And uh, Solomon Thomas, right? Yeah, they lost they had ACL injuries. Yeah. 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 So <clears throat> those games don't really go towards anything. But uh, it's got to be between that Vegas game and the Washington game, right? Yeah, when they put up the, the, the most amount of points. points. Yeah. And but that, that was Washington, last year. yeah, that 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 Vegas game though was because the defense couldn't stop. They couldn't stop anything. But that doesn't take away from how special the offense is, right? 
Um, because what I'm looking well, at I've, these games, I don't see anything special about them. Like last game felt special, right? You got the big play down the field to uh to George Kittle. You got the don't do it, don't do it, throw across well, the body, no, oh touchdown, okay. right? Like those are All special, right. memorable plays, right? What which one like you, but these things happen because Debo's out there, right? The spacing and how George Kittle gets that wide. George Kittle's not getting that wide open if Debo is right. in that field. Right? Well, that well because you, you when you talk the first thing you brought up was points, and I get it, you know. But Debo's not about the points; he's about allowing the offense to flow. So it's a big difference, right? So from flowing, you're hoping to get points off of it. Because there was times in this particular past game against Jacksonville, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Debo's out there, and the offense couldn't put up six, right? I mean, in the red zone. They had to kick right. two field goals, right? And they had to punt a couple of other times due to a whole bunch of other issues, you know, the penalties and whatever, whatever, whatever. But my point is, like, it just seems like the Niners' offense is, is I don't want to say vanilla because I hate that word, but it seems like the Niners' offense is more easy to figure out from a defensive standpoint when Debo Samuel isn't out there. Now, I don't care about 2022, 2021, 2020, or 2019 because none of that shit matters. Like, it's 2023, Mike, okay. and now there's film. And so with film, that means teams are prepared to stop or eliminate or take out weapons. And so if we're just going off of this year, the offense looked really special when Debo was out there, healthy for the first five games. Come to that sixth game, Debo gets injured, doesn't return. Trent Williams was still out there. Y'all could say he was hurt. That's fine because he was. But Brock Purdy didn't look special in that game. And it was because what you just said, spacing. And now defenses, once, they, once you take out those motions and you take out those certain key things, that frees up the Kyle Ushaks, the, the the George Kittles, the Brandon Ayukes. Like it frees them up. It allows them to get open in space. Right. That's when the offense looks different. And so if we're going off of 2023 only, I don't think the 49ers can win without Debo Samuel. <clears throat> I know they have in the past, but let's talk about but now. Not this year. Not they, this year. They haven't. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't anything, like, spectacular either. So if we look at just those games, right? I can't believe this, though. It, it says, is this right? We put up 460 yards of offense against the Bengals? Yes, yeah, because that How was – We only get 17 points. Like, what the fuck happened to Because us? of the turnovers, Mike. Because of the, <laughs> because of, because of the turnovers. Like, like, Brock had two terrible turnovers in that game. Yeah. Like terrible, and one is when the score we could have took the lead, remember? And we were in the red zone, and then he shoots the ball. It, Elijah Mitchell's mm, wide open. Yeah, but on it the, was a legal throw anyway because the man was down. For, yeah, yeah, I know what you play. You talk about. No, no, no. This is the one where Brock had him wide open, and he just tipped it up, and it was an interception. Yeah, yeah. That, he, he like he kind of tossed it. He like tossed it over to the guy, yeah. right? Like he was yeah. scrambling to the right. Yeah, yeah, but there was an offensive lineman downfield, so that play would have came back anyway. It was an illegal man. It was an el ineligible man downfield was going to be the call had it oh. not been turned over. But I don't remember that. They had an interception, call. they declined the call. Yeah, that's why, because they declined it. 
because it, they they recovered the ball. So they that's a whole nother issue with the team. Yeah, the penalties. Yeah, that's tomorrow's. Well, tomorrow we got to start previewing the game, but that's a whole nother issue because penalties. Yeah. I want to talk about the Niners being undisciplined on this show because that's ridiculous and that's coaching. And it's being hidden. By 30 by points th- by the offense by 30 po- and less than 17 points by the defense. And so people are like, oh, everything is good. Everything is good. Yeah. No, it is not good. Yeah. It is not good. It's not let's good. Take a we'll break talk about really that quick. tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, let's take a break really quick, get some of these super chats here. Uh, Red Jet Shell, thank you for the super chats. There's absolutely no weirdos allowed in my house, too. LOL. Um, I'm not a weirdo. weirdo. Uh, I don't know, Wayne. I don't know. Wait, hold I'm on. You think weirdo. it's an insult to be a weirdo? I tell my kids all the time, we weird and embrace it. <sighs> Being weird uh, and a weirdo is two weird. different things. <laughs> okay. I don't like the all word right. weirdo. It has a negative connotation to it. It does have a negative connotation, but you could be weird. Yeah, well, no, we weird. We embrace that shit. Like, weird <laughs> to me is different. No, weird to me is unique. But being unique a weirdo, different. yeah, that's what I'm I'm just agreeing with you. But being a weirdo... It's like it's that vibe. It's that vibe. Like, look at this guy. I feel like I'm a. Leaves. It sounds like a. Sounds, I don't even want to say it. It sounds bad. It right, sounds we'll like. Yeah. Up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Renzo says Niner Faithfuls turned my city red on Sunday. We was out there, baby. Well, Mike didn't because this stupid dude wore white. First of all, first of all, my pants were red at the game. But you wore the jersey was white. No, ain't nobody paying attention my, to your pants. My jersey was white. It was white with red numbers. Yeah. Nine and one was red. Thank you. Thank you. And, nah, I'm lying. I'm about to say, and I wore a red hoodie, but no, I didn't because I had on red pants. I was not going to wear red on red. I don't do that. You do that? I do that. If it's if if it's It's not like if it's it's, it's, no, it's got to be the set. It's got to be the same red. You can't go out rocking (laughs) ruby red and then like candy apple red. Yeah. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I won't do that. I, and I won't even buy sweatsuits that are supposed to be the same like that unless there's another color. Like a, So, like, I'll buy, like, all right, check this out, right? Like a cream sweatsuit, <laughs> but it'll have a dark brown patch here and, like, a white patch here with cream color pants with, like, a white stripe in it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it can't just be solid. All, that, that shit has always looked weird to me, bro. I hate I do. that. I do. I can't do it. I can't do it. I didn't mean to call Mike stupid, dude. Like, I don't mean it in that stupid. connotation. I did say that you were stupid for wearing. I ain't. Come on, man. No, hey, I know. do me a favor, y'all. Don't get offended for me. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not that guy. Because no, guy. well, well, Mike and I had the conversation. He was like, "Wayne, I should have wore a red jersey, right?" I was like, "Yeah." I and did. He could, yeah. And he should. I should have wore my white pants today, right? I'm like, "Yeah." We, we tried. But to I wore out. the white pants on Saturday. Right by mistake. Yeah. yeah. See, they don't, they don't know the context. Right. Why? <laughs> I woke Jesus up the next morning kicking myself like, damn, Wayne, yo. <laughs> Mike's weird. <laughs> I didn't start this one. You must have started this one here. Uh, I did start this because they have. I wanted to observe natural evolution. Says they have one without Debo. So Kyle Shanahan is the one you want to talk about play calling. And, and he's right. Yeah, Ooh. essentially, that's to me, that's the issue. Kyle Shanahan can't win without Debo Samuel. Even though they've won without Debo Samuel in the past, they can't. He can't figure it out. Those other pieces that he has can't do what Debo Samuel does. Yeah. And so Kyle, in my opinion, 
and I, 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 I always agree with execution from the players, but in my opinion, like, Kyle needed to have figured that out. And I know that Brock Purdy had a great closing drive in that game. You know what I'm saying? And Jake Moody missed the field goal. But damn it, Kyle, once you knew your boy was out, you should have been able to figure out how to switch this up. There should have been some wrinkles in time or something to where they didn't know anything about, which scares me because it was just a wide receiver and a left tackle. And we had just suffered that. I was having PTSD when we lost our quarterback in the NFC Championship game. I'm like, oh, my God, we lose another key piece. This is going to be crazy. And so I'm like, Kyle, you you got to figure it out. This should have been a plan B and a plan C. And it didn't look good. It didn't so, look good. So that's Kyle on Kyle. Out of his own way. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's be real. Let's, yeah. Let's like that, that's when the narcissism. You could. I'm cool if he wants to be narcissistic when he got every everything. But when you don't got everything, you got to put the narcissism inside the inside the drawer. So do you think his problem is that he wants to run the same plays using different personnel? He's stubborn as a mother flood plucker, bro. Put the stubbornness to the side. But, because <clears throat> I feel you, right? We saw the whole Ray Ray McLeod ain't Debo. Like, stop, right? We saw that. Right. That was Brown's game, and he did stop. But then it seemed like the offense just didn't have any kind of pizzazz n- anymore. Like, oh, well, if I can't run my Debo-type plays, <laughs> then I don't want to run no plays at all. Y'all just hey, go out there and – hey. I, at that point, uh, this this if I was Kyle Shanahan, you want to know what I did? At that point, listen, Christian, you're going to play wide receiver running back now. I'm going to put another running back, Jordan Mason, in this game. And listen, I'm going to switch it up. You don't have to change much. CMC, I'm not saying is Debo, but he could do, do Debo things. There you go. So just because he's not labeled a wide receiver, you can still run. A, you can still have 11 personnel or 21 personnel out there. And put your wide receivers out there. You could do some of the things out of a uh Kyle likes to run 21 personnel, but you could do some of that stuff out there with just two running backs. Yeah. Just yeah. switch the running back up and then motion one running back, split them out. And it felt like Kyle just kind of gave up. Like just didn't want to get creative. Like, let's just get through this. And without that's what Peachy was trying. saying for a long time. Like, there's no creativity, but I don't think he trusts that. So then, so then stubbornness comes down to trusting as well. And I and and if you don't trust players to do well, certain things, he did things, trust. He trusted Ray Ray McLeod to do it. And then when he saw Ray Ray couldn't, then he went, I'm talking oh, well, about. But I'm talking about as far as being creative. So when oh, you don't wow. trust certain things to work, that's when you kind of just revolt back to, you know, basic. So that's a good. I thought that was a good comment by him. It does come down to play. All right, I like that. I like that, man. Well, I guess that's it. Kyle can't do it without Debo. Debo can't be unhealthy for the rest of this year. No, no. We not going. Oh, we not going. I mean, not. We not. We not. This year. (laughs) The offensive line is a shell of it's, what it used to be. Okay, all right, there we it is. We need the spacing yes. to keep the defensive lines honest because if they get allowed to tee off on us, we in trouble. Let's not beat around the bush at all. Kyle needs Debo this year. Debo is the most important player on the 49ers offense right now. This How's year? That? That's yeah. coming from Mike, who has been a noted and, and documented Debo 
hater at times. I don't know if you a hater. You 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 just wasn't you you he did something you ain't like and you stuck to your your you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, it's, it's in the He was in like he he was in your doghouse. How about that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. But I got no problem admitting that a player that's in my doghouse is the most important piece of this offense. <laughs> I got no pro- Listen, reality and feelings don't always have to coincide. They don't. Right? They definitely don't. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, look, when you look at this team, you, 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 so I want, I want 49er fans. And I know they want to throw Trent Williams in the equation. I get it. But I, mind you, Trent, this was his worst game. This game? Yeah, he was terrible. Wow. Gave up four I saw pressures. The one penalty, but he does, he does, the, he gave he does up four pressures, Mike. That ain't oh. Trent standards. I didn't know that. And, and miss me with that bullshit injury stuff. He played bad. So mm. it was it Trent or was it Debo? I see what you're saying. If Trent played bad, this was his worst game, and he still put up 30-plus points, then you can't blame Trent. There you go. So what my, my, my thing is, we can go home on that one. No team is safe. When the Niners are about to growl. There it is. <laughs> oh, you're not gonna finish? I thought you was no, gonna I, I thought was, you I was, was gonna I thought you was gonna I thought you <laughs> I was hype. I was let's go. Let's get it. Yeah. No, nah, but All seriously, right. like, like Mike, let's let's be honest. The 49ers need Trent Williams. I don't want people thinking that we don't need Trent. Right. Uh, he didn't create all the holes, but he was definitely a big bonus in the run game. And you saw it. Uh, but as far as pass protection, uh, if that was his worst game and we put up 34 points, like, wow. like Without the starters for all the left one side. drive in the fourth quarter. Oh, my gosh, yes. Five-minute mark. Six minute mark. Here comes the inserts. I mean the depth, and you know, and and, and they didn't. And even the depth on defense or offense. Wait a minute. That offense still got to the red zone. They just couldn't score. Sure let that let that and, shit and sink in. The only reason they couldn't score is because they were trying to force it to one one person. person. The whole world just, knew it. Just let that sink in. Sam Darnold might have helped put up another six points. Come on, man. Sam no Darnold would have put up six points if he would do that ball to, to the, the pylon. No team is safe. When the Niners were on the prowl, and the big dogs growl, I'm Mike, that's Wayne, and this is No Harm, No Foul. Peace.